How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to This Week in Points and Travel. I am your host, JP Buffett. On this week's episode, we'll be talking about how Airbnb is trying to get back into New York City. We'll also be talking about how you can use your Cutter Avios points to book JetBlue flights. We'll also be talking about and touching on the TPG Awards and its winners. But first, we're going to be talking about the story that just hit this week, how Built is adding Marriott as a transfer partner. So I am actually uh, recording this on Thursday, so I'll be out of town. So I don't really know what's going to happen on Friday and Saturday. Um, But so this story right now is really fresh. But um, according to the doctor of credit, Built is adding Marriott as a transfer partner so they are really trying to make a tear when you think about the bill card and all of the transfer partners that they have and they recently added marriott on at a one to one ratio and actually this is pretty interesting to me so matt Carlson on uh, his youtube channel um great uh stuff you want to get like you know up-to-date news i like his perspective on it but anyways he he has a pers- uh, he was talking about how with built adding Marriott, they basically added all of Chase's hotel transfer partners. They pretty much have most of, of their airline transfer partners. They got me thinking, I'm like, wow, you know, this is, they're really going for it. And especially the fact it has no annual fee. You know, I think this card is really, you know, making a tear. And it, it gets into something I talk about later in, in terms of the Chase Sapphire Preferred and how it's touted as one of the best travel cards. More on that in a little bit. Um, but, I really think that this card is basically given its multipliers, given all of its value that's uh, adding to people, given the fact that you can pay your rent and everything else without, a, you know, a transaction fee. I think, you know, this card has been great. Um, so also they're, they're adding for every 20,000 built points you use, you can uh, get an extra 5,000, uh, what's it called Marriott uh, points. Now, here's the thing about this. And this is the thing that I think a lot of people are talking about in terms of like built adding Marriott and how it actually really isn't that, you know, crazy is because what built has so many transfer partners. There's so many partners you can transfer to, be it Hyatt, be it American Airlines, be it, you know, all the other ones they have going on. Um, you, the value you would be getting from the Marriott points when you transfer them from built um, is, is lower. Um, I, I don't really go off the points guys uh, valuations, but that is a nice average if you want to find averages. Um, and the average is around 0.7 to 0.8 cents per point versus built being two cents per point. So with that being said, it's reason to believe that you're actually losing value if you transfer to Marriott. But I will say this and I'll say it till kingdom come. If you find value in your life and your life experiences, book the damn thing. You know, transfer the points. I, I I don't I don't care what else has happened. I don't care what I say. I don't care what anybody else on YouTube or anywhere else you hear. If you're gonna find value out of it, if you don't if you don't stop and book that thing already, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm joking for the most part. But yeah, like if you find value in life, the points will come back. You'll be able to get them again. Don't worry about it. Live your life. And that's all I'm gonna say on that part. But built is out here. They are looking for all of the smoke. They are, I mean, honestly, when you think about it, Built is playing Pokemon on like 
on expert mode right now. They are trying to catch every last one of them. Watch next week, next week, hear me out. Next week, you're gonna see Built and Delta are now, Built adds Delta as a transfer partner. You are going to see that, I kid you not. And if I'm right about that, call me Nostradamus, but, <laughs> or the Dave Chappelle version of it. Um, but yeah, that, that is the first story out, hot off the presses, Built adds Marriott, as a transfer partner and with that we're going to move on to our next story so for our next story there has been a lot of news about airbnb in new york city how new york city is basically trying to curve airbnb in terms of people renting out their apartments renting out their homes housing prices are going up i think housing prices are going up for another reason housing prices are going up before airbnb was a big thing that's neither here nor there but Airbnb is trying to get back into New York City. And the way they're gonna do this is uh, it's very un-Airbnb-like. So they, they still have a lot of, so Airbnb still has a lot of traffic. And they, um, they basically having all this pent-up demand and without enough inventory, they need to find a way to fix it. So what they're gonna do is they're now adding boutique hotels uh, to uh, their, their website. Uh, to their search engine, honestly, a search engine at this point. Um, and this is very un Airbnb. If you know, I'm, I'm guessing everybody knows Airbnb is, but they started off as basically, it's, it's, it's basically a bed and breakfast, air bed and breakfast. You basically, you, you go to somebody's house and you get it. That was what made Airbnb, Airbnb and different from hotels. But they're adding in this boutique uh, hotel option um, in New York City to basically get into this pent up demand and apparently this is um they've, they've actually bought us i forgot the actual name of the site that they bought but they bought a, a site and that site already had boutique hotels so i think this is them trying to basically they pay for something they're trying to get the value out of it and airbnb has bigger plans here so in the in the uh, article which is uh linked in the show notes or in the description of you're watching this on youtube um they are saying that Airbnb is trying to move themselves more away from just being a place where you can, you know, get a, a room to more of a, they call it an AI travel agent, which I think honestly is a pretty smart deal. I mean, it's a pretty smart deal. You're, you're a one-stop shop for, um, for travel. It might be great. I mean, you can add some XPD in there. You can add some, I mean, I personally enjoy TripAdvisor. I think TripAdvisor is great, but in anyways, Airbnb is trying to be this AI travel agent. And by adding these boutique hotels and by still having their bread and butter, the homes that they can go to, though, in the, especially in the States, they're really getting hammered by everybody and their mom trying to buy, you know, a second home and rent out as Airbnb. Uh, I'm gonna table off another conversation. But anyways, this is something they're doing. And the CEO, uh, Brian uh, uh, Chisky, um, what's it called, says, uh, I think our bread and butter uh, for accommodations are always going to be homes. Um, I think that th that is where our heart and soul is. I also think that there is a, that is where the biggest growth opportunity will be. But you should not think that that is our total supply or addressable market as um, our basically only homes. We had hotels. We just... We've had hotels. We're just prioritizing homes because that's what we want to really focus on. 
So again, like I said earlier, they had these hotels in the back wing or in the back burner, but they wanted to uh, focus on home, which is their bread and butter, which makes sense. And I think this is a great ace in the hole, especially given the fact that New York's trying to curve all of the um, uh, people uh, renting out their, their homes, their apartments, stuff like that. So good on them. You know, I mean, Airbnb started off as homes. You know, they started off by doing homes and that's their bread and butter, like the CEO said. And I think um, that makes sense as a company to try to branch out. Um, but I hope that they don't really go straight too far from what they're doing. But anyways, you know, for New York City, uh, look on Airbnb's website. You might be able to book a boutique hotel in addition to booking these other things. And on top of that, I would say you would want to... Uh, think about using a credit card like the Amex Green Card or uh, the credit cards that have, you know, the, the travel category if you're uh, booking Airbnbs because that way you're, you'll need a hotel card to, uh, to get it. You actually still get points for that. So that's just a, a second tip. But th with that out of the way, we're going to move on to our next story. So for our next story, this one I just found out about, but Cutter uh, Airways is allowing, uh, they have obvious points and they're allowing tr uh, for uh, getting JetBlue flights. That was a tongue twister for a second. I don't know why it took me so long to get that out. But anyways, yes, um, True Blue is JetBlue's uh, loyalty or like point system. And it's a very, it's a dynamic system, basically meaning that whatever the cash price is, that is the price of the points which makes it really hard to get any type of outsized value from booking JetBlue flights. But Cutter Airways, they're allowing you to book JetBlue flights with their Avios. And this is coming from the Thrifty Traveler. That's where I saw this uh, article at first. And the interesting thing about this is that uh, they found a sweet spot with the JetBlue Mint. So JetBlue Mint is basically JetBlue's first class or business class, what have you. Um, and they're very expensive. You're trying to book it with points. I think there was times I was looking for one to Paris or was it Amsterdam? I can't remember. But anyways, I think it was like 170,000 JetBlue points. It was crazy number. But from Cutter Avios, you're able to book this same flight for 78,000 Avios points one way. Now, the funny thing about this was actually you're able to book this round trip before in mint in mint uh, mint class uh, seats, um, but they found they found out that people were actually doing this. They said, "Yeah, uh, uh, you're not gonna do this no more. We're not we're not allowing that." And they basically curved it. They're like, "Hey, bro, you are getting too much value for the points that you're, that you're spending, so we gotta bring that back." And they doubled the number of points. I think uh, somebody was uh, from the in the article they talked about somebody from the Thrifty Traveler, um, or sorry, from Frequent Miler uh, got a flight for. Uh, from Boston to Dublin for eighty for thirty eight thousand uh, Avios uh, Qatar Avios points, which is an amazing number if you think about it. that's 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 real that's for seventy eight that's half the price. So basically, you get a round trip flight for that. And compared to the JetBlue cost of the hundreds, you know, thirty or hundred forty thousand, however many points it would cost, this is you know head and shoulders above it. And on top of that. There is actually an award chart. So given the, uh, the distance you're flying, you, you can actually predict how much you had to pay. So I love this. I love being able to see how much I'm paying. I hate dynamic pricing because for the customer, it really doesn't work out. For the business, I get it. Um, but for the customer, it's really not working out. And this is great. You know, um, so uh, so Cutter and uh, JetBlue have been partners for a while, which doesn't really surprise me. Um, I think uh, that, 
you know, like uh, all of the one world part of the thing, JetBlue is really trying to like move towards one world. I would not be surprised if in two to maybe three years time, JetBlue is probably a part of one world uh, and getting back into that Northeast Alliance with American Airlines if the Justice Department does not stop it. But um, Cutter is uh, in JetBlue have been partners for years, but they're just now getting their uh, loyalty uh, programs to sync up together. And this is uh, great for people who want to try out Mint. I think I might try it out myself. But the caveat, the caveat of this, and I think it's a caveat for a lot of things that when we talk about, especially when I first got into uh, points and miles, I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I get these number of points and I take the flight. You got to find the flight first, bro. You got to find the flight. The points are great. Points are great, but you got to find the, the award availability. And that's the hard part. That is the hard part. But if you can find the award availability, it can definitely be worth uh, trying out the mint seats. If you can't, I would also say economy is still great. At the end of the day, it's about where you want to go. If you get there, I think that is the most important part. But this is a great thing. And, um, you know, check out the article. Check it out. I'll put it in the, uh, in the show notes. And you can uh, see more about this um, partnership going forward. But with that, we're going to move on to our next story. So for our next story, we are bringing out the red carpet. We are looking into the world of points and travel and seeing who the winners and potentially the losers are. Honestly, at the end of the day, we're probably all losers for this one. But I will talk about that in a second. Give my thoughts on that in a little bit. But I want to talk about a few of the winners and best in certain categories. And again, I will link the full article in the show notes for you to check out and obviously in the description if you're watching this on youtube if you're listening to the podcast i do have a youtube channel jp buffett you can check me out there but i want to talk about a couple of these first ones the first one up is the best first class in emirates with their boeing 777 wins the best first class now i've never taken this personally it looks lovely i mean the seats they, they look amazing i mean mwah. I would love to take these one day. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll game plan it. I'll game plan it and, and try it out. But yeah, Emirates wins the first uh, best first class. Uh, coming in for best business class, we have Cutter Airways with their Q Suites. We just talked about them a second ago. We're talking about them again right now. But they win the best business class. Now, if you've taken this business class, please let me know. I would love to know about this because you know, try it out one day. But yes, that's best business class. And to round it out, the best economy, you know it, you love it. JetBlue wins the best economy. This is US only, but JetBlue wins the best economy. Um, I personally think that JetBlue is the best economy. I've taken JetBlue, I've taken American Airlines, I've taken Delta, I've taken United, I've taken Southwest, I've taken all of these. And I think in terms of bang for buck products, JetBlue has the best economy. I can't say anything about Mint. Maybe if I use the Cutter uh, points one day, I'll try out Mint and I'll review that for you guys. But in terms of bang for buck economy, I think JetBlue is, is the best. Now, when you talk about, you know, the flight being delayed, eh, well, there you know, might be a little bit of a difference there. But in terms of economy seats, I think JetBlue uh, wins in that regard. So I agree with uh, the points guy on these ones. On this one, I can't really say anything about the other two because I haven't taken either of those. Um, but the best airline loyalty program, though, does not go to JetBlue. It goes to American Airlines. And this makes sense because Delta wasn't getting it this year, man. Come on now. Delta wasn't. Man, look, look, bro. Delta is, is toilet is going down, bro. It's not not happening. I'm playing for the most part. If you're a Delta loyalist, do not flame me. I'm just, I'm, I'm joking. 
I'm joking. But um, this year, American Airlines won that. In terms of best hotel loyalty program, say it with me. Everybody knows what it's going to be. Hyatt. Hi- Hyatt wins. Um, you know, I personally do enjoy staying at Hyatt's. Uh, you know, I don't really, in terms of the point value, it's great. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I mean, it, 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 is, it is great in terms of like the simple point metric. So it's great value in that respect. And you can't hate it, but you got to find the award availability for the Hyatt. Um, sometimes they don't have it at certain places I want to go. But, you know, that that is a problem with the program. But it's nothing to do with their loyalty program. That is more with uh, how you can use their points. Next, I want to talk about the best credit card for travel. And the winner, the winner for the sixth year in a row is a Chase Sapphire Preferred. You got to be kidding me, bro. Listen, when I first started watching videos on this and whatnot, and I blame the, the you know the credit card YouTube space for this, honestly. No, no shame on you guys. If you guys love the cards, great. But when you look at the multipliers, I'm going to make a whole video on this. So again, watch, you know, tune to my channel if you want to see this. But look at the multipliers on the cards. They're pretty much the same as the Freedom. I think my guy, Matt Carlson, also talked about this. Has the same multipliers as the Freedom. It, uh, the only reason, the only reason you would use this card, in my opinion, the only reason you use this card is to transfer the transfer. You want me to take the card to, out your wallet. I see what's in my wallet videos. They had to chase that I prefer. I'm like, bro, you don't use that. Where are you using it at? You don't use your Freedom Flex if you want to get, if you want to get, uh, you know, the, the rotating categories. You need your Freedom Unlimited if you want to get the uh, 1.5 cents per point. Bro, you are not using that Chase Sapphire Prefer. Let me stop. Let me stop because I'm going to go on this all day. But they said for the sixth year in a row, it's the best travel car. I disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly on this one, as you can see from my, my you know, my response happening right here. But... I mean, if you're watching me on, on YouTube, you know, this is, uh, you can see my, my expression. But if you're listening to me, you probably can hear it in my voice, maybe, hopefully. Hmm. Oh, no. Anyways, but uh, in terms of the best no annual fee credit card, I think everybody saw this one coming. That is the Built credit card. Built won this round. And I think, I personally think that Built would have won the best travel card if they had a sign up bonus i truly believe if bill had a sign up bonus that car would have won the uh tra- travel hands down too many transfer partners too good it has rent covered it has all these other things covered i know again it has a lot of things covered very unique car i don't know what they're doing i don't know how they're doing it but hey keep doing what you're doing but yeah i'll leave a full list to all of the winners in the show notes and that's the episode for today guys if you enjoyed this share with somebody else who might be interested in this and of course guys until next time peace